Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. Are you having trouble losing weight? Do you get extreme food cravings, especially at night? What about the inability to lose weight even when you cut calories and do a lot of exercise? I know I fell into this category for pretty much most of my life. It's actually probably not even your fault. You most likely have what's called leptin resistance. Leptin is actually a hormone made by the fat cells that regulates food intake and energy expenditure by communicating with the brain. The more fat you have, the more negative leptin messages are actually being sent to your brain. This creates what's called leptin resistance and is going to sabotage all dieting efforts and causes food cravings even when you have enough fat stored. Introducing Zenith, this is an all-new, completely natural formula that gently decreases leptin levels to restore accurate communication between fat cells in the brain. Zenith contains zero harmful stimulants. It's made of all-natural polysaccharides and acetylated fatty acids, very safe for long-term weight loss plans, and it is made in the USA. In an eight-week, university-conducted, double-blind, placebo-controlled study, participants lost 21.3 pounds of fat, lost almost four inches off their waistline, and reduced serum leptin levels by 43%. So if you or someone you know, someone you really love is struggling with weight loss, head down to the show notes. I'll have a link there and a few videos where you can learn more information about Zenith. So listen, I've been experimenting with different types of minerals, especially magnesium, for the past five to six years. But I could never really find a product that I could feel the benefits that magnesium claimed to give. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all of human health. It participates in over 600 different biochemical reactions in the body, yet over 80% of the population is deficient. Magnesium deficiency can increase risk for all disease and greatly decrease optimal performance. That's why I like Bioptimizers. They use all seven forms of magnesium in a highly bioavailable form in their product Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with stress, anxiety, sleep, immune function, detoxification, and so much more. If you want to try out this product, head over to Bioptimizers and use code INTEGRATIVETHOUGHTS10 to receive a 10% discount on their amazing product Mag Breakthrough. All right, today's show is a little bit unique. I am actually the guest on this show. I thought we had such a good flow, I decided to put it up on my channel as well. You may have heard me interview Ryan Sprague earlier this year. We talked all about how to use cannabis consciously. He is a cannabis coach that helps people cut back on their cannabis use and kind of use it more consciously. I thought it was one of my best episodes of the year. So if you haven't heard that episode and you're really interested in cannabis, definitely go back and check that out. I really love this guy. We always have a good flow whenever we get on. And so recently he interviewed me for his podcast and I thought it was pretty good. I'm not as good as a guest as I would like to be. I think I'm a little bit better on this side of the mic, but Either way, I thought we had a good flow. We talked a lot about our experience. We've both been mineral balancing this year, so we talk about our experience with that. 
we obviously we get into combo and how I use combo. And then we talk a lot about microdosing LSD. It was just a really cool conversation that I thought flowed really well. And I thought maybe some of my audience would like to hear me on the other side of the mic being asked questions. So here it is. Hope you guys enjoy. Greetings, my brothers and sisters. Sending gratitude to all of you who are joining in today to accompany us down the rabbit hole of self-exploration through plant medicines. My name is Ryan Sprague and I'm here to tell you that your frequency is now set and tuned to explore psychedelic medicines and the impact they've made among the countless psychonauts exploring the last true frontier. Buy a ticket and take the ride with me as we get true first-hand accounts of the experiences, benefits, risks, and transformations taking place within the ever-expanding world of psychedelic medicines on this one time on psychedelics. I feel for many of us, we may not originally find the realm of psychedelic medicines consciously for healing, yet I do feel all of us move towards this realm out of curiosity surrounding what is possible for us in our lives with regards to healing, expansion, etc. Today's guest on the show is a man who has gone through his fair share of challenges pertaining to life itself, and with the help of psychedelic medicines, has been able to beat past addictions and truly rise to the occasion to become the best version of himself. In this episode, we discuss him finding psychedelic medicines and the amount they assisted him in successfully navigating addiction, including microdosing LSD to mitigate alcohol addiction, finding combo that, although not a psychedelic, also helped him rid his body of much of the toxic load he had taken on, and also how his remineralization protocol has been paramount in allowing these changes to hold steadfast in his life. So make sure to tune into this wild ride as I welcome my man Matt Kaufman to the show. Matthew Kaufman, my man, it is so amazing to have you here with me today, brother. And we were just chatting before we hit record about so many of the subjects we're going to dive in, man. Combo, mineralization, microdosing LSD. But where I'd really love to start this off, man, is how you first got introduced to psychedelic medicines, right? I know a little bit of your background, you know, beating alcohol addiction and these kind of things. But tell me how you first found psychedelics. And then if you want to go into a little bit of maybe how your relationship with these plants has changed over the years, depending on where you got into them, you can definitely dive into that too. But tell us uh, exactly how you first got introduced to these medicines. Yeah, so... Uh, it's interesting. I have a funny first story, really, I guess I'll tell, and then we'll go into more of my addiction background. But honestly, the first time I ever used any psychedelic, I kind of was more just a drinker. Every once in a while, I might pop a pill or something at a party, but like mostly just drank. And um, we were drinking all day at um, a cabin up north in Michigan. We used to go up there every every year to the, our friend's cabin. There'd be like 20 of us and we'd just party all weekend, have fun. And my buddy gave everybody some mushrooms one time and I freaked the fuck out. Like I literally was like, I want it to go away. Like I was having a tough time. Like it must have been bringing up some challenging situations. I also started to get the visual effects I really didn't like. It probably didn't help that I'd been drinking on the beach at like 10 in the morning. So there was like this <laughs> law, like no set and setting, just completely random. He he didn't realize the mushrooms were a little bit stronger than he originally thought. He thought he gave everyone kind of like a, something that would just, you know, get you in a little happy mood. And, and me never taking them before just was like, okay. And then everyone was kind of like more fucked up than they actually intended on. And everyone was kind of, a couple people were hiding under blankets. 
So that was that. And then I kind of just never tried it again. I was like, fuck that. After I came down, I actually laughed until like six in the morning. Like it was great once I came down, but I had a tough like initial period. So I kind of turned me off. But really, I guess I'll circle back around to in my 20s, kind of like you, the cannabis was booming. I already drank a lot in uh, college. You know, I had I had no father growing up. So, you know, I had some traumas. I grew up in Flint, Michigan. I seen just a lot of just ruggedness in general, just growing up in that kind of environment. So, you know, after college, I started growing cannabis and, you know, I started Mm. smoking cannabis. I really didn't smoke in college until like that last semester. It was kind of legal. Some of my friends were growing. I was mostly just a drinker. And then, like I said, occasional like pharmaceutical or something here and there at a party, but mostly just drank. And then, I started smoking cannabis and growing cannabis and with that freedom for the first time, like not being in school, not being in anything is where the addictions really started to run rampant because I was my own boss. I could go Mm -hmm. take care of my plants in the morning. I could go at night. I can go in the afternoon. Like I basically didn't have anyone to answer to. And so I, you know, from there, I started taking a lot of Vicodin. I was taking Adderall. I was smoking. I was just, you know, taking Molly at festivals and parties. So it started to get a little out of control for like a good five, six year period. Looking back at what we know now with what we'll get into with the mineralization is I think I had a lot of heavy metals and what these pharmaceuticals and things were doing were not only masking the traumatic experiences from growing up without a father and seeing a lot of crazy stuff uh, in Flint's environment, but also masking the neuroinflammation that I had from all of the chronic infections and all the heavy metals that I had in my system. Not even knowing that most of the cannabis I was smoking was probably even adding to the heavy metal toxicity in general, the cadmium that we know is in cannabis now. So a lot of things that we didn't know at the time and then drinking, you know, just clogging up the liver. So you're not even being able to detoxify in general. So I started to feel really, really off after I partied really hard, like for like six or seven years. I mean, just whenever I wanted, just drinking all the time, just had a lot of fun. I loved it. I traveled around, you know, I was partying, I was popping bottles in Vegas and I was fucking at the Super Bowl high and drunk by myself. And I mean, just doing crazy outlandish shit that, you know, it was kind of like a dream come true from a kid from Flint. Everyone's broke, poor. I'm growing cannabis and flying all around, fucking just partying wherever I wanted to. So I was having a really good time until I crashed and burned. And so a friend of mine, even though I, you know, I had a college degree and, you know, I was always kind of intellectual, read books here and there, you know. So a buddy of mine put me on to Tim Ferriss's podcast, mostly because he like was like, you know, he's really business minded and things like that. Well, little did I know coming across Tim Ferriss' podcast that I would start listening to podcasts about psychedelics. And I'm Mm. like, well, I really only had this one experience where I kind of freaked out. And then I started like thinking about it more. I'm like, well, I had an amazing experience after I freaked out. So first off, I started doing meditation and then I started microdosing and then listening to some of the podcasts around how LSD was used for alcoholism. And I'm thinking, shit, man, you know, so like... I take a big dose of LSD, have an amazing day. It was probably like 150 micrograms. Amazing day, like shattering day. I laughed. I was with two friends. We just sat inside of my house pretty much and just laughed and cracked jokes all day and had a, had an amazing time. And so then after that, I tried like a gram and a half of mushrooms, which isn't like crazy, but I was just like, oh, let's see where this goes and had another like laughing kind of felt good. So from there, I just started dabbling with microdoses, and I really believe they were the catalyst to getting me off the alcohol. 
And then from there, the cannabis industry was kind of getting, as you know, just like big money was coming in in Michigan. We were kind of getting weeded out. You know, you used to get like 300 bucks an ounce. Now you're getting like 100 bucks an ounce, but you're doing the same amount of work. And it was just like getting a little stressful for me. And so I thought that, you know, whatever, I was, I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to figure it out and just completely start from scratch. I don't know what I'm going to do, but, you know, I sold my house, sold all my equipment and just moved down. And then when I got down here, I just figured, you know, I'd quit smoking, I'd quit drinking, you know, after a few months, I'd get all these drugs out of my system and I'd be okay. Once I got sober and I didn't have the crutches, I realized my brain was fried. Like this was like beyond just like a 90 day, like get sober and you'll feel good. Like I was fucked up. Like I had fatigue. I just couldn't really remember things. And so I really had to go through this whole process of healing at a deep level. And I've seen Lyme doctors and different functional doctors. I mean, I probably spent 80 to 100 grand over the last like five, six years just seeing doctors, buying biohacks, spending $1,000 a month on supplements, all which kind of led me here. That's what led me to combo. That's what led me to the psychedelic ceremonies, thinking that some of it was emotional. And then now my main focus has been the mineralization piece. Dude, that is wild, Matt. And, you know, it really reminds me a lot of like, you know, for instance, like I never fully got into partying super hard. But when I was in college, like I commuted to college. And so I would always go down to Providence because it was 18 plus clubs down there. And we'd get, you know, pretty shit faced on the weekends and things like that. Luckily, alcohol and I never really got along like shit face for me was like four drinks, you know, and like that was like, oh, man, I have a headache now. So I got to stop, you know, and cannabis, um, was always something that, you know, I always felt better when I was connecting with it. But it took me years to to get into my first other psychedelic, you know, and when I did, um, very similar to you, like, you know, my first mushroom experience sounded more like your second one, right? Like gram, gram and a half, like sat up all night at my friend's house, just laughing, eating a lot of Oreos too. Uh, that's why to this day, not that I would anymore, but like, <laughs> I would never eat Oreos again. Because last time this happened, I was God, like 23. And I ate four entire sleeves of Oreos. You want to talk about stomach aches, man? Woo! Especially after doing psilocybin too, because that messes with your stomach as well due to the chitin. That was definitely an interesting experience. But after that, things really started shifting for me. And, um, you know, it's really cool to be able to, you know, see the through lines between our stories and see how, you know, these medicines really kickstarted something really big and something that you mentioned that, you know, I'm really excited to dive into. And for everyone listening, you know, we've, we've had Jason on before and also Hamid Jabbar talking about mineralization, but they've talked more about the theory of it and more about like, you know, what it does and things like that. Whereas we really haven't had someone on that's talked about the results of that, you know? And so if you could share a little bit about, you know, go through the process for anyone who hasn't, you know, maybe heard those episodes of like getting the HGMA test, you know, getting supplements, et cetera, but share a lot of like what that has done for you and what it's opened up for you in that remineralization protocol plan that you've been on. Yeah, I'll start off by saying that, you know, as some of your guests have already spoken about, I think that we do run to some of these psychedelic medicines to kind of mask. It's another Band-Aid. It's similar to what I think biohackers are doing sometimes, what I think people are doing when they're taking high dose vitamin C or they're doing high doses of um, nutrients and B vitamins without really like having a test involved. I think they're all Band-Aids and, you know, we're feeling a little bit better. We're not using pharmaceuticals. We're using something that's a little bit more natural, has less side effects, but really without a test and being able to see exactly where we're at, I do think we're running a lot of like, it's almost the same as Western medicine, but with less side effects. We're, we're just yeah. kind of putting a Band-Aid over things. So 
once I got the HTMA test and kind of really got involved, you know, I could see that I was really in a burnout kind of state, you know, adrenals, thyroid, all the things, you know, these really well-versed uh, practitioners, they can tell you these based on your ratios from the test. And so um, my wife's doing it as well. She loves it. I'm super happy because we're about to start trying to have kids. So now, like, I yeah. think that the baby will be a lot healthier as well. What they do is they give you this basically program that's tailored to you and your ratios. And it's very, very complex. I just started the practitioner training course. I'm only like in the first couple of books. I haven't started reading charts or anything yet. But I do think that you could probably start taking a couple clients in maybe like six months. But I do think mm -hmm. to probably be an expert at it, it might take two to three years. It's, it's really complex. It's not like looking at the graph and saying, oh, your person has low magnesium, let's give them more magnesium. Or say your calcium's high, we're gonna, not going to give you calcium. It's really not that. It's a lot different if you have a really good mineral balancing practitioner. But what I've experienced is I'm about six months in. I should have new results like today. I've been doing them a lot quicker than they recommend. I think that that's been crucial for me. They'll say three to four months, but I've noticed that my ratios have shifted pretty dramatically in like a two month period. So mm. that's the other thing people don't know, like what you're feeling good on. If, if you stay on that long term and your ratios have shifted, you're now on the wrong protocol for your own self. So it was the it was the right protocol in the beginning. But now that you've waited three to four months, it may be the wrong protocol. So you'll start to feel better, but then you'll start to feel worse because now you're causing imbalances in other places. So that's why the retests are critical. I really wouldn't wait longer than three months. I think in the first year, you could probably even benefit from doing it like every two and then as you balance out more over time, then you can probably wait the three, four months because less dramatic shifts are going to happen. But in the beginning, I'll say I, I really got a boost in energy. I was like, cool. I was in the gym. I was like, all right, I feel pretty good. But as you talk to some of these practitioners and you realize once the body gets a little bit of that energy, right, in the right ratios, the proper, you get a little bit of adrenal support, you're getting some thyroid support, you're getting the right minerals in, then the body goes, oh, shit, let's dump these metals, because now it has enough energy to actually process the metals. And then sometimes it's not just toxic metals. It can be toxic forms of minerals that your body stored as well, which people don't realize. They become these like bio-unavailable forms, such as copper, manganese is one, iron is one. These things can build up in the tissues if your body's not balanced and it doesn't really know how to utilize everything correctly. So I had a really tough probably month three, four, and five where I was eliminating a lot of parasites, which is funny because you're not attacking the parasites. There's like this whole group of people who are really into like doing herbal parasite cleanse. And I think that can be detrimental because if you kill off parasites with herbal tinctures or protocols, well, what they're feeding on usually is heavy metals. So mm -hmm. if they're feeding on the heavy metals somewhere and then you kill the parasites, well, where do the metals go? They potentially could replace somewhere else that's actually worse, like your brain. It could have been in your kidney, but then now it's in your brain because you released the metal as you killed the parasite. So for me, I think the best way to do it is to remineralize. That's going to allow your body to release the metals when it sees fit instead of mm -hmm. using something like chelation or some kind of zeolite, which I actually do like a good zeolite on my protocol. Most practitioners wouldn't recommend that, but I do use one. 
basically as you do the mineral balancing, you are going to allow the body to kind of release things as it wants to in the order that it wants to. And then the parasites will just go as the terrain gets better. And you're going to notice a lot of, you know, I had constipation, I had diarrhea, I had brain fog, fatigue. I mean, I was sleeping one period, like nine hours a night and taking naps in the day. Like I had to create space in my schedule because I was like, I'm going to get tired around, you know, one o'clock. And so I'm going to pass out for 30 minutes or an hour. And uh, New Calm was really big in that. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I love New Calm for anybody. You ever heard of that? I've, I've heard about it, but I, I don't think I've tried it. Is that the magnesium one? No, so the new calm is a is a kind of a is a biohacking device that allows you to simulate like two to five hours of deep sleep in a twenty to forty minute nap. So for me, who was really needing the rest, I was I had already had the new calm before I started the protocol, but that was critical in me getting even more rest on the protocol because you're not going to want to exercise vigorously or work harder. Your body wants the rest, and it'll even cause states of depression. And what I've been learning is the depression is on purpose because the body knows that you won't slow down yourself. You're not smart enough to slow down. We always have something else we want to chase, some dream we want to catch, something that we want to accomplish, right? That's when we feel productive and we feel good about ourselves. Well, that's not what's needed when the body's releasing heavy metals and different toxins. So they'll cause a state of depression which is kind of hard to get through. But what that does is that slows you down because when you're in a kind of like a funk, like a cloud of depression, what do you do? You just pop on Netflix, pop on a documentary, you kind of lounge around. You don't really have the energy to go do things, but that's actually on purpose. And so there's definitely ups and downs. And then after that about three month period of really feeling off and eliminating a lot of parasites and there was a lot of mercury and different metals coming out on my test, I've kind of in the past like three weeks kind of hit like a, a back, a swing back up of energy where I'm, I'm not napping. I'm having more, you know, I'm able to go through this course, read these books, able to do my podcast a little bit better. So I don't think that it's going to be linear. I think it goes up, then it goes down a little, then it goes up. But what it is, gradually those heavy metal dumps will start to be less and less severe because your body has more energy to kind of handle everything as it removes out. So the beginning ones are definitely going to be the worst. Some people can take two, three years to really balance out. Um, You can speed that up with different things like using infrared sauna, using grounding mats, using PEMF mats, ozone, you know, all the things that biohackers do. But, you know, it's, it's been a whirlwind of just like ups and downs and lots of depression but, you know, I've been to all them doctors. I've done $20,000 Lyme treatment with Dr. Minkoff, who's amazing, which I do think it probably eradicated the Lyme. I've done a million combo ceremonies and a million psychedelic ceremonies, but nothing has really moved the needle like the minerals. Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. Yeah, 100%. You know, I've, I've found a very similar thing. And, you know, I'll, I'll definitely ask you some follow up questions in a second. But first, like, what I wanted to dive into was the idea of like, 
for me, I know on my tests, the first test I got done, I had quite a bit of lead for sure that was dumping. And then I went on the protocol. I had a lot of energy at first, for sure. And, you know, this is actually like in this moment, me really understanding like, oh, yeah, like this is going to be something that happens. This last test I got done, I just got the results last week. I'd been on for about three months now. I did the first test and Jason told me the second test is actually a much better idea of where you're really at, you know, because like the first test, you haven't started the mineralization. So a lot's going to be locked up. The second test, my adrenal showed like, yeah, dude, you're you're in the red, like you got to calm the fuck down. And it was interesting because, you know, I've realized that if you think about minerals in regards to trauma, in regards to programs and patterns, in regards to, you know, just like your mindset and all of these things, right, to make it more tangible, you know, one thing I've realized is like, oh, shit, like I built a lifestyle around like a traumatized version of myself, right, that wanted to do so much every day that it wasn't sustainable, right? And that's why like, you know, I'd been realizing over the past couple of months, like, man, why do I feel like I really need a morning coffee now? Like I had never been someone who I mean, the last 10 years that had drank coffee or whatnot. But I started realizing like my typical tricks just aren't working. And that got pretty frightening, you know, because when you're showing up to like 12 hours of calls every day, like, it definitely made me realize like, okay, I get to now like redo how my schedule looks because now I'm starting to understand a deeper aspect of who I really am and what my real energy levels are and and what they are right now, you know? And I've definitely felt the depression as well. And it's been really challenging to, to, to keep your head above water with that. One thing that I started today, because Jason recommended, you know, no caffeine, which I'm like, okay. And I, I didn't really do a lot, to be honest. I did one double shot of espresso in the morning, but I cut that out. But he also wanted me to cut out like, you know, any Kratom I use, which like Kratom is like my secret weapon when it comes to like talking for 12 hours straight. Right. (laughs) So, again, never did a lot of it. Right. A gram, maybe two grams in a day, like nothing crazy. I was always very aware that I didn't want to reach adrenal fatigue, but it's allowed me to recognize like my true energy levels. And it's allowed me to recognize some things that I can get on that can help that aren't going to upregulate my nervous system. So yesterday or sorry, today, actually, I tried methylene blue for the first time. And that shit's fucking awesome. Really enjoy methylene blue. First time? Yeah, first time. Well, Mm -hmm. technically, I tried it once before. The only reason I know is because my pee was blue, but I don't know what it was. Um, When I interviewed Mr. Newts from Newtopia, he sent me like a huge box. And then he sent me like a bag. And the bag was all of these like testers that he's working on. So there was one that had like no instructions, no name, nothing. It was just these little vials with two capsules in them. So one day I told Rachel... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I told Rachel, I'm like, hey, you want to try this out one day? So we tried it out. This has got like a year ago. And it was very interesting. It honestly felt like psilocybin, like straight up. But the only reason I know methylene blue was in it was because I started peeing blue after. And that freaked me out for like a hot moment where before I realized what was going on. But but yeah, that was like, I don't know what it was mixed with, but that was like not what I would recommend anyone do to like be focused and attentive. But this uh, is just pure methylene blue. And it's amazing. And so I've been stacking it with like, you know, herbs like Bacopa, you know, different tea blends, adaptogenic herbs. And that's been like a really nice way to work through that. But, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, you speak about a lot of different things that I imagine people are dealing with that are listening to this show. And one of the biggest things, too, that you touched on is the idea that like you had done millions of combo ceremonies, millions of psychedelic ceremonies, right? But nothing really like held that change until you started attacking the minerals, right? And going for that. And that's like exactly what Hamid and Jason talk about. And as I found as well, like, you know, I really think that one of the biggest challenges is exactly what you stated, right? That 
people are seeking psychedelics out for the right reasons. They want to, they want something different, right? They're realizing that something in their life is off. They're out of alignment. They, they need a change. So they're finding these medicines in good intentions, right? Like, hey, I want something different. But then what's happening is when they go through these ceremonies, they're experiencing this, this something different. And hopefully they enjoy that something different, right? Whether it's like a challenging experience that afterwards they feel like a great resolution on or something like that. But after that, they then feel like shit because they just tanked even more of their minerals and they're completely unaware of this, right? So then the only thought in their head is like, God, I feel like shit. I must need another ceremony like because I just want to feel that again. Like that's where I felt fully alive. And so now what they've done is they've mistaken the psychedelic as the moon rather than the finger that points you back at the moon when you get disoriented, right? And so this is a lot of what's happening. And I think that it's so important to have these conversations around minerals and the other things we're going to talk about today too, because I think that for a lot of people, they might hear it the first time and they'd be like, oh, whatever, right? But when they actually hear some of like the the tangible things that one can experience when they're facing mineral depletion or also what they're going through when they're starting to remediate their mineral status, right? Like those things are really important, even for me, right? Like I just realized like, oh yeah, I have been feeling a lot of that. And I've, there's been part of me that's been judgmental of myself for that because I'm very like a go, go, go type person. I'm an Aries. I like being on fire. Like that's like where I feel most alive. And I've luckily, like my whole life, I've found ways to do it pretty naturally, like to stay at that level. I've never got into pharmaceuticals or anything like that. Alcohol and I never really got along. So I lucked out in that respect. Nicotine is maybe the only thing that, you know, is a little bit harder to quit than I would like it to be. But, you know, when it comes to all of this stuff, I think it's super important because at the end of the day, like if we don't talk about this, how are other people going to know about it? And you figure like, dude, here are me and you talking about this, right? I run a business called Highly Optimized, right? You're clearly highly optimized yourself. You've done all the things. And we're just starting to become aware of like really how powerful this is. Think about like the average person who like, you know, maybe is in their 40s, just found out about mushrooms through someone, maybe their therapist or whatever. They go do them. They feel this huge high. But then afterwards, they feel this depletion. They have no idea what's going on. Then they start ramping up the caffeine. They start trying more mushrooms. Like, and again, it's not that those things are bad. It's just that, you know, we want people to be able to hold these things so their entire life gets better. Right. And so, you know, really interesting you speak about these things because they resonate a lot with me. Yeah. And to correlate it back to the minerals is a lot of times when we're seeking out psychedelics, we're really a lot of times looking for something different emotionally. Right. A lot of times these experience. They bring about, you know, childhood traumas and different things that we've kind of unraveled. And what a lot of times that we're doing is we're cracking open this calcium shell that we've kind of getting into, bringing it back to the minerals. So most people, you're going to see a more of a higher ratio of calcium to magnesium when that's supposed to be flipped. Mm-hmm. And as that calcium kind of builds up, it builds up in, you know, spinals, it builds up in different tissues, arteries. I had a calcification in my brain. I actually went to a functional neurologist at one point and was getting like scans on my brain. I was like, going, thought I was going crazy. And they were like, oh, you just got a calcification right here. You're mm-hmm. like, you can't do anything about it. I'm like, I don't believe that you can't do anything about that. <laughs> but okay, you know, like I'll keep, I'll keep researching. But what it is, is that these calcium deposits are just, you know, they build up when your minerals are imbalanced. And once you create that calcium shell, I think a lot of people would resonate with something like this is you feel like you have the emotions within you, like you want to be a better husband or a father, or you feel like there's something that you should have said or a situation you should have handled better, like on an emotional front, but your body doesn't allow it to happen because of the calcium shell. The energy is too low. You would rather just sweep it under the rug. Hopefully everything's better the next day. You know, you don't want to have the tough, challenging, emotional conversations. And sometimes 
we will use those psychedelics to do that. A little microdose, a little bit of cannabis, some kratom, anything that kind of gets that energy jolt to where you can have these kind of conversations with your partner or with a family member. But what's really happening on a deeper physiological level, in my opinion, is that we're just in a calcium shell. And that doesn't mean that you don't need more calcium. It's super important. It's one of the most, it's one of the top four most important minerals that you can have in your body. But you need to get those ratios balanced so that that magnesium goes higher in the tissues. The calcium comes down a little bit. It's where it's at in its optimal range. And you'll find that with that energy boost naturally from the minerals, from the enzyme uh, sites working more perfectly, then you're just naturally a more emotionally open and available husband, father, whatever it may be, whatever you have going on. So what those psychedelics, breath work, anything like that, that's really kind of shattering you open I think that it's bursting through that calcification, but the problem is you're not long-term balancing of the minerals, so then the body goes right back into that natural state. So potentially, I would imagine the the psychedelic uh, ceremonies are stressful. I would imagine you would lose things like magnesium and maybe mm-hmm. some other minerals. I don't know how much we know for sure on that, but what I do know is that I think we're cracking open that calcification that's going on. But without actually remineralizing, we're going to have a tough time. The body's going to go right back into the state that it was before the ceremony. So you're going to actually, I think, have a more challenging time because you've just opened up yourself to a different realm, to a different way of being, to the person that you may potentially like to be. But then as soon as that kind of aura wears off two, three days later, sometimes a couple of weeks, you feel like you're on cloud nine. And that goes back down and you're just back into that calcium shell, right back into that adrenal fatigue. You're going to be even more depressed than before the ceremony, not only because you may have depleted minerals, but because now you can't act on the wisdom that you just gained from the medicine itself. Yeah, 100%. And I've talked to Jason about this and his, not even theory, because he's done some testing on this, is that most plant medicines, if not all of them, go after calcium. Like cannabis also goes after copper. There's like intricacies with them and different medicines, but they all go after calcium. And so you're dead on, right? With like regards to you go into the psychedelic experience, you're feeling like maybe like emotionally guarded or something like that. All of a sudden, you're able to express sadness, anger, whatever it is, right? Because it dumps that calcium. But then afterwards, right, that calcium goes back up, right, as the calcification comes back in and things like that. And then from there, you just like you said, you can't take action on anything to actually integrate that experience. So it just becomes this experience that you're like, well, I guess I can't cry without mushrooms, or I guess I can't, you know, insert thing here without insert medicine here, right? So, you know, a lot of times that's also like, you know, you come from a left brain point of view, too. It's like, well, I can't do this thing typically. It works easy with that. I guess I must just need that. That must just be the way I am, right? And it reminds me of that Carl Jung quote that says, until you bring the unconscious into the conscious, it will control your life and you'll call it fate, right? And so like, I think a lot of people are walking around with that type of mindset or mentality without even really knowing it. All they know is that there's something that's off. They don't really know what it is, but they found this one thing that can fix it. And so that one thing now becomes God, essentially, you know, and so, you know, being able to, you know, give credence and also awareness to this idea of remineralizing the body, um, it leads to a lot of potential for people to actually see maybe why if they're resonating with what we're talking about why that's actually happening, you know, and, you know, one other thing that 
is related in a in an interesting fashion, and I can get into why that I want to dive into specifically is combo, right? Like diving into combo because we I think we've only had maybe one or two people on the show in the last hundred and thirty episodes or so that that have talked about combo. So you know, talk a little bit about what combo is and how you found it, and then we can dive into like combining it with the mineral status and things like that. But yeah, start there. I'd love to hear if you could explain that. Yeah. So um, how I got into it was just obviously having all the anxiety and depression and fatigue. I didn't know I had Lyme disease. I actually moved to Florida and was in a home that had mold as well. I didn't bring that up, but, you know, so I was living in a moldy situation. So that was even causing everything to be even worse than what it was before. And that's when I really started to go like the most insane, actually, like there were moments in there where like I would drop and break stuff like my my brain and my body like wasn't connecting. It wasn't talking to each other in the, in the right manner. You know, and I used to play sports and work out and I was just like in this moldy house feeling absolutely insane. And I, um, you know, as we all do, we're a little addicted to social media. So we try to follow other biohackers and stuff at least. So we may be at least learning while we're on the, on the damn thing. So I follow uh, my buddy Todd Shipman and um, he like started posting all of these combos. Uh, things about, you know, anxiety, depression, detoxification, how the peptides work. And so I goes, you know, let me just see if I can find a practitioner by me. And there actually wasn't one in Tampa, but there was a guy who was willing to drive over to me for a couple extra bucks uh, from Orlando. So he came over, he hit me with the medicine. I was super wiped out. But then like after I felt, you know, because I had so many chronic infections and heavy metals and things, Typically, the more toxic you are, the the harder the combo experience will be for you, at least on the back end, because mm. you've moved around so much. And so I was really wiped out. And, you know, so then I tried it again. I kept having them come over. I started to feel a little bit better. I would have, you know, less brain fog, a little bit more energy, really, really potent as an anti-inflammatory. And so I just kept doing it and I got so fascinated by it. And I, so I went out to California, I was out in the mountains for a couple of weeks, got trained. And then I did another training that was specifically revolved around like how to deal with clients who have Lyme or autoimmune because they may need less medicine, they may need binders, they may need liver support, things like that. But what combo really is, it's an Amazonian medicine and it's uh, from a frog from the Amazon Phylomedusa bicolor. And they take the secretion from the frog, they put it on a stick, then they, you know, it dries out, they mail it to you. And then when you're working with a client, you have to make superficial burns in the skin so that you can basically uh, get the secretion a little wet. And then you'll put the secretion on the uh, gates, they're called, that you open up. And then that'll allow the medicine to get into the lymphatic system. And so the whole time we've been talking about these psychedelics, this is why I love combo, because if you have autoimmune or if you have some kind of like fatigue or anything like that, the psychedelics are going to be tough on the system. You're going to feel amazing in the moment like we were speaking about, but then become more depleted. Combo to me is different. It builds you up because of the way it works because of the bioactive peptides. There's dozens of these bioactive peptides. They're still being researched. Um, Western medicine's got like, I think like 70 different patents on these peptides that are contained within the secretion, but they can't really get it to work. My opinion is that they work synergistically, that you basically have to have them all in the ceremony to for them to actually work. Some of them kind of permeate the blood-brain barrier, which allow other ones to get into the brain. So I think that they all kind of work together. There's gastrointestinal peptides. You know, there's some that work with the opiate receptors. So a lot of anti-inflammatories. So 
lot of different peptides that work for you. And then you're also purging out what's in the purge can be mold, can be candida, can be yeast, can be, you know, bacteria, fungus, parasites. So for me, it feels like getting out a lot of those toxins while giving the immune system, you know, upregulating effect from the peptides. You know, peptides are all the craze. Every biohacker is injecting like three a day. You know what I mean? So <laughs> peptides are big in the in the in the health space right now. Well, that's what combo is. It's peptides. So instead of shattering you through the psychedelic experience, and then you might even do like two or three ceremonies if you go to the jungle, I mean, and just coming back super depleted, you hear about people coming back depleted from those who are optimized even just because the experience is so stressful. So if you're already depleted, I think combo is actually better at kind of rebuilding. What I notice is people kind of gradually get a little bit more energy as they work with the medicine more regularly. And then... Um, it's kind of more of that, like, that's why I like it because I'm over time, I'm giving someone more energy, more stamina, less inflammation instead of depleting them, depleting them, depleting them with like, say a mushroom ceremony or an ayahuasca. So it's really cool. I, you know, you see some good effects on hormonals and then there's something to do with the energetics. I see a lot of powerful ceremonies with combo from it setting intention, just like anything else. And I don't know if that's from the elimination of the parasites if it's the energy just from the medicine being from the Amazon and that being sacred. But, you know, I have the uh, Amazonian music going. We use Sananga. We use Hape. We use all the things. I even have my clients on a PEMF mat with Schumann resonance going. I give them some binders. I give them some liver support. So really kind of like stacking the protocol as well with some of the stuff that we know about. But I think it can be great. There's new research coming out, really uh, heavy you know, not, I guess I wouldn't say heavy because there's not a lot of funding behind it, but some of these combo practitioners and researchers are really looking at the peptides specifically for Lyme disease. And that's kind of how I got into it. That is absolutely amazing, man. You know, I've had great success with combo. Um, I went through a two year period where I was doing it every month um, just because I found that, you know, obviously the experience itself, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, it's not psychedelic whatsoever. I mean, you can definitely have like, I would say like a psychedelic experience, but it's not psychedelic in the way that you would think it is. Like, it's just a very hard experience. It's like how you can have a psychedelic experience running a marathon because it's like so hard to push yourself that hard. Like, you know, not that combo necessarily pushes you that hard, just an uncomfortable experience. You know, like you're basically like vomiting and, you know, things we're talking about purging. But, but what I found is that you can also get a great high from combo too. Like that, like, like warm blooded type, like feeling you get you know, on those certain ceremonies, maybe you do a couple dots or a couple gates and, you know, you'll end up maybe not purging fully. Uh, maybe you're like microdosing it, but you'll get that really nice warm body buzz. You know, I like that a lot. But what I found was that, you know, for three weeks after I would do combo, there would be like no mental chatter, like mindset optimization to a fucking T. And I actually haven't done it in the last year and a half, but I'm going to sit with it this weekend. I'm just getting a, a severe calling to it based on what I'm doing with the minerals. And, you know, I've been hitting a lot of um, when I've been going through the mineral thing with Jason, he had me get a sauna. So I got a steam sauna and then I got a red light because I didn't I didn't want to get like the infrared because I was like, well, I don't know if these saunas are built in like China, who knows, you know, things like that. So for EMF, I went for the light instead. And um, now with the methylene blue, the castor oil packs like you know, I'm dumping a lot because I'm using the sauna usually every day, red light every morning, methylene blue now from here on pretty much every day. So dumping a lot of stuff. Plus, I'm on a lot of herbs from him too. Shisander berry, uh, golden thread, uh, bacopa, uh, morinda, takasumi for the mold remediation, you know, things like that. 
And I just, I've been feeling like, yeah, that would actually be a really positive thing in my life again um, to do that. But you're right, man. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like it's one of the things that when people hear about it that don't know about this realm, they're like, why would you do that to yourself? Well, you know, I think I speak for both of us when I say it wouldn't, we wouldn't do it to ourselves if it didn't do something, right? And it's, it's challenging to articulate qualitative aspects, right? Like, you know, because again, a lot of the research still hasn't been done yet. And the research is coming out is super promising. But, you know, for the science nerds, you know, you're never going to be able to give them an experiential type diagnosis that's going to make them want to do it. But at the same time, like, you know, for me, it's been super valuable. And I know for a lot of my friends that have had Lyme and have done combo, completely remediated it, you know, and my friend Josie went down to the jungle and did, I think, 12 days in a row of like 12 dots, like heavy, heavy dosing. Mm-hmm. And that got her um, completely back to normal. And then my buddy, Mark England, he went down, I think he was in Ecuador and did the same thing, like 12 days, 12 dots type thing for an initiation. And that remediated some autoimmune disorder he was dealing with too. So it's it's very interesting stuff, man. There's a lot of very cool um, experiences coming out of that realm that really turned me onto it. And so much so that I ended up buying my own kit training with someone who um, had been trained, you know, very similar. I think they went over to California as well, like Mount Shasta area for it. But I trained with one of them for a couple of months to really understand how to self applicate. And then I was doing um, I was doing combo every full moon. That was like our men's group thing we were doing for a while. And now, um, like I said, I've been off of it for like a year and a half, and I'm excited to get back into it. So I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah, it's funny. I think there might be some synergy with the minerals because all the times, you know, although they say that the peptides are like antifungal, antibacterial, antiparasitic, I never actually seen a parasite come out that I could have. Sometimes they're microscopic, so maybe there was something coming out, but I've never seen like bigger parasites come out. But I just did my last ceremony, my self-application, uh, maybe like a couple months ago. And that was after like four months of remineralization. I've seen parasites come out for like the next two days. So, I, wow. you know, that could have been just from the minerals. But I think what had actually happened there is maybe back to the parasites feeding on the metals, my body maybe not wanting to release them. But now that my body's got some more energy and it's gaining energy from balancing, maybe it was like, OK, now the combo come in, we can release them. You know, you know what I'm saying? So there might be something to the fact that, like, if you're really wore down with Lyme and autoimmune and fatigue, that even the combo might not be tough enough to get rid of some of the parasitic infections and things like that. Because the body's like, we need these here to feed on these metals, to do whatever that, you know, parasites are always demonized. Heavy metals are even demonized and they're, they are a big problem, but people don't realize that they're actually serving a purpose. So like if you don't have zinc, let's say for instance, in your thyroid gland, then the body's going to use calcium or cadmium, which is obviously way more toxic. It's going to shut down hormonal function, at least optimization, but it's going to prop you up enough so that you stay alive. So if you don't have the minerals, the body's going to hold on to the metals. And that's why chelation really can be harmful for some people because you're trying to strip out these metals that are actually in enzyme binding sites where the minerals should be. Hmm. So really, I think that the mineralization is kind of the core crutch that everybody should be figuring out and trying to get to. And then we stack on the psychedelic experiences, the combo on top, really kind of just to be more optimized, to really get in. I love going into those psychedelic states. I'm probably never going to quit doing that. But I've actually taken a pause on my like big mushroom ceremonies and everything. I've only played with combo a little bit between microdosing and doing that because I really wanted to get my body all the way back into this state of balance before I go back into any of those bigger ceremonies because I didn't want it to deplete anything. So I think minerals are the basis. 
getting the diet, obviously. The diet is a big part. The remineralization doesn't work if you're not eating McDonald's and stuff all the time. So the diet goes directly hand in hand with the mineralization, with the sleep. And then from there, you can kind of go into these psychedelic experiences and get more out of it and be able to like take action on them when you're done. Pardon the interruption. I want to take a quick break to talk about gut health. With all the research coming out over the last decade, we know exactly how important the gut microbiome actually is for our overall health. If you're anything like me, then you have struggled with tons and tons of gut issues. I grew up on a lot of different antibiotics. As I got older, I did a lot of partying, drugs, alcohol, standard American diet, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward, I had chronic mold toxicity in line. After that, I really couldn't get my gut to function properly. I spent tons and tons of money on different kefirs, yogurts, probiotics, different things that really didn't seem to work. That is until I found Just Thrive. It's a 100% spore-based probiotic that arrives 100% alive in your gut for maximum impact. It has a thousand times better survivability versus other leading probiotics. It helps support digestive, immune, and total body health. For me, it really helped to beat bloating, gas, constipation, and diarrhea and it is even clinically proven to address leaky gut in just 30 days. So what I do is I take two caps with my largest meal and it really helps to improve nutrient absorption as well. And they are backed by a 100% money back guarantee. So for if any reason it doesn't work for you, no questions asked, you can get a refund. If you wanna try out Just Thrive Spore-Based Probiotics, go over to Just Thrive Health and use code ITP15 for 15% off at the checkout. If you're anything like me in the health and optimization space, you're not only looking for which supplements may make you feel optimal, but also different technologies. The problem with most technologies on the market is they can really burn a hole in your pocket. If you are looking for the most affordable, but yet yet highly effective technologies to help promote detoxification, better sleep, mitochondrial function, immune function, look no further than Therasage. I have their portable infrared sauna and I am willing to put that sauna against any other sauna on the market. It heats up quickly. I get an amazing sweat. I've been in some of these really, really expensive saunas and I prefer my Therasage sauna. The new addition that I have in my home is the Therasage PEMF mat. This is a game changer. A lot of people who are dealing with chronic illness and autoimmune conditions could really benefit for at-home PEMF. When you're trying to do PEMF out at a clinic, it can charge like 30, 60, sometimes $100 per session. Therasage has just dropped the most affordable PEMF mat on the market. You can use it daily. It has a TENS mat. It has red light. It's a heating pad. My wife is absolutely obsessed with this thing. It has just brought more energy, mental clarity, and all around overall well-being. I gave up my morning meditation recently and just started laying on the PEMF mat. It's such a great addition to have that with the sauna. The PEMF will help you to release a lot of the toxins and then you can sweat those out via the sauna and you will just feel rejuvenated. So if you wanna try out any of the Therasage products, you can use the code Kaufman10. I will link to their website in the show notes. They have the most amazing affordable technology biohacks on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought up that. I meant to touch on this before that, you know, parasites are actually a good thing. You know, they go after heavy metals because, you know, I think it's uh, a common misconception <clears throat> to think about a lot of these aspects that can be annoyances like parasites, heavy metals, et cetera, as looking at them as objectively bad. 
But at the end of the day, like they're there to serve a purpose, right? And that's why, like, I 100% agree with what you said. As someone who had done parasite cleanses for God, I mean, two years before I got into this, but was never actually like remediating what symptoms I was feeling, you know, skin things and whatnot. You know, I never really knew. I'm like, what the hell, you know? And then when I learned about that, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, you know? And then when I started seeing my HTMA test come back, like, oh, first dumping lead, now I'm dumping arsenic and like a very, very, very small amount of cadmium, I think as well came up. But it's very interesting because, you know, I've never once like seen, at least I don't think parasites come out of me um, as of yet. And so that may be actually what's going on, you know, and maybe at the end of the day, maybe I didn't have a lot of parasites, right? Maybe I had something mm -hmm. else going on, you know, who really knows, you know, but yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, because I've, you know, I've kind of been bummed a little bit. I'm like, I wish I could see some parasites coming out, you know, it's just such a great thing to see. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, well, maybe that's maybe they're not what's in me or they're not ready to come out yet, you know, and so excited to do combo this weekend and see if anything does come out. That's really fascinating. Yeah. And another note is, like I said, a lot of times parasites are microscopic, you know, it's, yeah. it's usually like when they get bigger, they've probably been, I don't know for sure, but they've probably been in there longer. They've had more time. <laughs> so you breed and all the things I was just in this really low level state from all the years of partying. I had a lot of immune system issues just growing up, ear infections and ear surgeries and lots of antibiotics. So I was just starting off at a lower level and then partied a little too long. So for me, I think, you know, my wife hasn't had as hard a time as me or anyone else that I've recommended the protocol. They've had a little bit easier time than I have because I think I just had more mercury and a little bit more parasites and things going on. And, you know, it's just a reframe as well as like tell people is you want to like, you know, blame the parasites for every living thing. And it's like, you know, you ask yourself for a moment, why do they feel comfortable in my body, right? They are just opportuni opportunistic creatures. They're just going to feed on a decaying body. So really, it's you should be asking yourself, what am I doing wrong that's allowing the parasites to feel comfortable and just live freely within my body? And what that is, mm -hmm. it can be a lot of different things. It can be emotional. It can be you know heavy metals. It can be a lot of different. There's people have like 20, 30 hidden infections in their body, which is a lot of times from these imbalances as well, you'll start to release things that don't even look like parasites. They look like biofilms and different things in the toilet. You're like, I don't even know if that's a parasite. That's just something weird that's not supposed to be in there. So <laughs> it's really bizarre, but it really, it's, they're just a lot of opportunistic creatures. When your immune system shut down, they come in and then they can be beneficial, but they also are going to cause some issues. Obviously, they shouldn't be there or at least they shouldn't be in the quantities. Sometimes I think a lot of times people don't realize like candida is good. Candida overgrowth is bad. You know, yeast is going to be there, but then when it gets out of hand, that's when it becomes, you know, a problem. So all this stuff just needs to be in balance. We don't need to demonize any of it. We're just trying to get back to homeostasis. So everything has its checks and balances. Definitely. You know, one of the things I noticed too, um, that I just noticed actually the other day, um, Rachel and I, you know, ate like a right under a gram of mushrooms, nothing crazy. We hadn't done that in a while. And we were on Martha's Vineyard, um, which is a beautiful island off the coast of Boston. And so we ended up just, we had a great house in the middle of the woods. So we just laid in the yard and I ended up noticing like, oh, wow, I used to have this little bit of fungus on my right big toe. Like it would just always like if I rubbed it, it would feel like kind of like rough and rugged. I never got it diagnosed or anything like that. But I looked down the other day and I was like, holy shit, that's completely gone now, you know, and a lot of like my bloating and things because the only reason I got into mineralization was I had annoying bloating that wouldn't go away. And I was eating like as clean as possible. I mean, I've been eating clean forever. So 
you know, I was really like, what the hell is going on here? And I had done the food sensitivity test in the past. They kind of just seemed like a shot in the dark. Like, I don't know, this is a snapshot in time of what your body is currently sensitive to, but who knows what it's like tomorrow. So trying to build a diet around that was really hard. And then when I got into remineralization, you know, I did notice that things got a little bit worse before they got better. But now like I have no bloating whatsoever. Um, So a lot of like the first things that I went for um, are now getting remediated. But I think a lot of what's coming forth now are stored emotions. And that's where I think like a lot of shadows been coming up a lot of like that depression feeling. And and I've welcomed it because I'm like, you know what, like, I want to face these things, you got to feel them to heal them. And luckily, like I've built a skill set over the last 10 years, as I'm sure you have too, of like, okay, I know how to feel my feelings, you know, like I know how to cry, I know how to do these things now. So, you know, that's helped a lot in remediating these things long term. And I'm really excited, man, to see where it keeps going, you know, hearing your progress and like where you've been able to get to. Um, I'm really, really excited, man. And, you know, one of the things too, that I think is a great thing to talk about during this episode, because some people may hear this and be like, well, shit, maybe I still want to sit with psychedelics in some way, shape or form and benefit from them. But I'm also realizing that maybe I don't really want to have a lot of those big experiences right now, because maybe a lot of this episode is resonating. You mentioned uh, microdosing LSD, which is something we haven't heard talked about in this show yet. You know, everyone knows microdosing about magic mushrooms, but and with psilocybin, but you know, you don't get a lot of people talking about microdosing LSD. So tell me a little bit about, you know, how you first found that worked. I mean, you told me about the big acid trip that you did that kind of showed you like, oh, wow, there's there's definite, you know, power here. But you know, how did you get into it? And kind of what some of your results have been around it? You know, what have you felt? Maybe what your protocol is, things like that as well. Yeah. So that was another kind of Tim Ferriss thing. You know, it really sparked my interest because at the time I was still having trouble. Like, you know, I was kind of backing off the partying, but then I would still get sucked in on these two, three day benders. And, you know, cause I was still living in around all my friends who partied, you know, and it was fun. And, you know, hearing that it was actually a part of the original alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous was a really big kind of eye opening thing to me. But then they left it out because they thought it was just kind of be, you know, ruffled a little too many feathers. And I'm like, well, what the fuck was like, is there a substance that actually makes you feel like you don't really care about drinking alcohol? And so, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I the same guy who I knew that gave me the first LSD. So I went and bought some tabs and I was just I was like, okay, you're supposed to do like 10 micrograms. One tab is 100 micrograms. So I'm just going to try to cut it into these little tiny pieces. Let me tell you, that's not the way to go. I want (laughs) to get a caveat and go, um, that is not how you should do it. Because when they they put 100 (laughs) micrograms on the paper, it doesn't dry evenly. So you can be taking more or less depending. So you take one one day and then you wait a couple of days and you take another one. There was a moment where I was like buying my car and this acid hit me so hard that I was in there like signing documents. Like I didn't even read the shit. I was just like, I'll take the car. Like I was like, dude, I am kind of fucked up right now. So that's not the way to do it. What you want to do is make sure you know who you're getting it from because sometimes they're a little bit stronger. You can get ones that are 200 micrograms. You know, there's people that go to festivals like higher doses and things like that. So make sure you know what the dose is. And then you get a 10 milliliter bottle and you put the tab in there with the Everclear. So then it's really easy to dose. And you want to take between, I'd say, start with five micrograms and then maybe go up to like 15. If you're maybe a little bit larger, some people can do like 20. But I find, you know, around 10, 15 is really good if you're trying to be productive. Now, if I go out to a concert or something, I may even take a little bit more 
And so that I'm not worried about drinking alcohol and I'm just having a good time and things like that. So sometimes you can go a little above that if you're if you don't have any obligations, you know what I mean? So that's a little bit more of like a party dose or like a concert style dose, things like that. But what it did for me is it just banished a lot of my thoughts around alcohol, like just super simple. Not even a, it's not even an everyday thing. It's like a two, maybe three times a week. I was doing it in the beginning for a while. And then I've taken some breaks and then I've, you know, come back around to it. But it's just I I think it's like it's like gets left out of the conversation because a lot of people come around to this, uh, these psychedelics and things like this is all natural. You know, we can't you know, why is a plant illegal? Like all these sayings that we throw around. But the LSD, if you give me one option to microdose for the rest of my life, I'm taking LSD over mushrooms. Now, I like a, a more ceremonial dose as mushrooms over LSD. But when it comes down to microdosing, I'll take LSD all day. I feel like I'm more creative. I feel like I'm happier. I feel like I have more energy. I feel like I don't care if if, I, if people around me are drinking, you know, and I do drink every once in a while now because I've done all this work where it's like I can go. I went to the Odessa concert the other day and had like four drinks or whatever, you know, like I can do that now that I've done a bunch of work and came around. But, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, in the beginning, it was tougher. And so if I had some something to lean on like LSD it made it a lot easier. I was still be in a better mood. You know, I could talk to everybody. And and if I wanted to have one or two drinks on the LSD, I wasn't battling with myself because you know how it is, if, you know, coming off of any addiction, you start getting around people who are doing that, you know, probably a lot of your listeners with the cannabis thing, they try to give it up, but then they go hang out with their buddies and everyone's smoking joint after joint. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. You're like having this battle with yourself. Like I'm only going to have two puffs or I'm only going to have two drinks, but you're like, you're not even enjoying the actual set and setting and situation of being social because you're battling how much alcohol you're going to have all night or how much cannabis you're going to smoke all night. You're really not even in the actual setting. You're just in your head the whole time because you're trying to like slow down on something that you really used to enjoy, like overindulging it. So the LSD for me, like if I would take a little microdose, if I knew everyone was going to be drinking on the beach or if I knew everyone was like at a concert, for me, it kind of banished that. Like I would just have like one or two drinks or sometimes no drinks because of the LSD, like made me feel like I didn't even care. And then over time, like the more you don't drink, the more you don't really care to drink, or then you just drink here and there. And so for me, it really helps. And I hope anybody listening who's battling with alcoholism, if you know a guy, you know, I don't know where you're going to get it, but go figure it out. Ain't too hard to find. It's everywhere. It's cheap. (laughs) It's super cheap. Like you pay like five, 10 bucks for a tab. And then that's like 10 micro doses. I mean, you're talking about 50 cents to like a dollar per dose, you know, like, I mean, can't, doesn't get much cheaper than that. Like we take all these like nootropics and different things that are cost, you know, 200 bucks a month, like acids, like a couple times a week, a dollar, $2 a time, sometimes 50 cents. If you buy it in bulk, I mean, relatively cheap, it'll have you more creative. It'll have you more productive It'll have you if you if you're dealing with like addictions, I think it really gets rid of a lot of things like that. So I really wish it was in the conversation more because like every time I'm talking to these people, it's always like this mushroom or, you know, everything's getting into. And uh, I really wish LSD was in the in the conversation more, especially for alcoholism or any kind of addiction. Yeah, definitely. I feel like cannabis and LSD are almost kind of like the redheaded stepchildren, you know, in a way of the psychedelic movement, when in reality, they both have so much value. And with LSD specifically, I'm very similar to you. Like I would, I would, I would, 
I would rather microdose with LSD and do my deep journeys with psilocybin, not because LSD can't take you on a deep journey. It's just that there's so much energy that runs through you when you do like a heroic <laughs> dose on LSD. And it can be it's like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It feels like you're plugged into God's electrical socket for number one, <laughs> right? And then also like, you know, it's it's kind of like a little bit more less user-friendly, I guess I would say, right? Like mushrooms, you can lay down and they'll take you on a journey. And like, yes, they can be scary. Yes, they can show you some stuff that maybe you didn't think you were going to see, right? But they're going to guide you back home after. LSD is just kind of like, you're there, man. Go look at Bark or something. Keep yourself for occupied a long for the time. next 10 hours. Yeah, for the next 10 hours. It's long too. That's the other yeah. problem. Yeah, 100%, which is not practical for a lot of people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and also like with LSD, you get this little piece of paper. You really don't know what's on it, right? You take it and you kind of just fingers crossed, you know, that it's only a single dose, not a, not a mega dose. And at the same time, you know, with psilocybin, you can see how much you're going to intake. Now, there can be different psilocybin content in each, you know, strain you go with. So there can be minor differences, but it's not going to be like a world shattering type thing from one strain to the next, you know? And so, yeah, I, I highly, um, I highly agree that I, I feel LSD needs a bigger spot in this conversation. And that's why I was so excited when I figured out you were microdosing LSD because my experiences with it have been absolutely fantastic, very similar to yours. And uh, I feel like it doesn't get talked about at all, you know, and it's very interesting. Especially for productivity. Like, you know, um, if I do like, you know, 0.1.2 of mushrooms, I can still like be productive, but it's not the same as LSD. So I feel like it's just more able to integrate into like entrepreneurship and like things that you're doing. Like I'd rather take a point to a mushrooms. Like if I'm out kayaking, I'm like more chill, more just like looking at trees, you know? So it's like a little bit more like airy kind of like, you don't care. Like you're less like involved and LSD kind of gives me a little bit of boost. I'm like locked in. I'm zoned in. I can get a bunch of work done, you know, but I'm not inebriated or like drunk or anything. You're just, you're pretty much normal, but you're like kind of operating on a higher level. That's why these Silicon Valley people and stuff are all hooked on it. And you see Steve Jobs, you know, that's another person that never gets credit. He t- you know, we didn't really know that when all this Apple stuff was coming out, but then you read his book and he's talking about how LSD kind of sparked everything for him. So it's funny as we talk about like kind of not really demonizing the psychedelics, but like kind of, you know, focusing more on the minerals, I still like to get into these altered states a little bit because I feel like there's different thoughts and thought patterns that come about that don't come about even with remineralization or anything else. There's something that happens when you're in a little bit of an altered state, you know, creativity flows a little bit differently. Your thought process is a little bit different. So, you know, I'm trying to get my body back into homeostasis with the minerals and then utilize the, the micro doses in the plant medicines even better. That's really my goal. So I want to like bring my body all the way back into balance, even if it takes two, three years, play around with microdoses here and there, and then start to utilize a lot of these medicines that we love in just like a more efficient way. Definitely. I can tell you that one of the things that I did um, a couple of months into this protocol was an MDMA experience. You know, I have a certain mineralization protocol I use for any MDMA experience. I don't do them very often, maybe once, twice a year, but but I, I got this protocol from a doctor. And so with the mineralization protocol I was on, plus this, I came out of that experience literally not even feeling like it happened. It was one of those things where beautiful ceremony with like, you know, 10 other people and everyone woke up feeling pretty damn good, but tired, right? I felt like 
fully charged. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And I've done MDMA enough to understand like what I typically feel like after, which I never mix it with anything else. I, I always, you know, take care of myself when I'm on it, drink a lot of electrolytes, things like that. But this was like a whole new league that I entered. And that was really cool, you know? And so the implications of mineralization, say that three times fast, the implications of mineralization <laughs> can go deep for sure, you know? And it's it's super interesting. I'll chime in on that actually, because I obviously just mentioned that Odessa concert. And um, I actually felt a lot different. Um, the MD, I took some MD, MDMA as well at Odab. Why wouldn't you? You're at Odessa. Yeah, yeah, of you know, kind of close. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Wrong. I don't know why you wouldn't. But I mean, yeah. they're amazing without it. But I don't know yeah. why you wouldn't take a little bit. Yeah. So I took a little bit at that show, and that was the first time I've taken it, and for sure since the program. But like, I'm like you, maybe once or twice a year if I'm at like a show like that where mm. it really enhances the experience. You mm. know, me and my wife kind of open up. We rub on each other. It's great. <laughs> and so. I felt different for one after like, I think I used to need more, you know, mm. because of the heavy metals or something that was going on that I would need a little bit more to kind of get to where I was going. I felt like I needed a little bit less for sure. And then I'm like you, the, I usually like I'm wiped out the next day and I even had like four drinks. There's something to do with the remineralization. I don't know if your liver is just functioning better or what's happening, but the next day, I just stayed on my mineral protocol, which has like some B vitamins and different things already in it. So I didn't really need much else. You know, I took the magnesium before bed and all the things, but, you know, electrolytes. And I, I, I was cranking out work. My wife's like, you're working? I was like, fucking, I was reading, reading stuff like, you know, ans answering stuff. I'm like, yeah, I worked until like 4 or 5 p.m. the next day. And I had even had a few drinks and everything. Yeah, I did the coffee enema and hit the sauna and everything for sure to kind of sweat it out. But I didn't, like you said, I didn't feel like when I used to take it where it was like, sometimes like two days, you didn't feel right. You're like, you're like, shit, I'm a little off, like even the second day. And, you know, I took a little five HTP, but besides that, it was just five HTP. And then my normal mineral protocol with some electrolytes. And I was like, pretty good. It was kind of insane. Oh yeah. It's wild, man. You know, it's, it's really cool being able to talk about these things because hopefully the listeners are starting to have their ears perk up, right? Like, wait a minute, you're telling me that I can take less and get more. And yes, that is exactly what we are saying from our anecdotal experience anyway. And also from Jason, from the other people you've talked to, you know, I'm seeing a lot of trends come forth that again, you know, correlation doesn't equal causation, but it's a very strong correlation. And so Matt, where can people find you, man? Where can they keep up on your podcast? Everything you got going on, man. You got a lot of stuff. We'll link it all in the show notes. But where can people find you, my man? This has been so much fun. Yeah. So the website is integrativethoughts.com. Um, that's also the name of the podcast, Integrative Thoughts Podcast. I'm on Apple, Spotify, everywhere. I talk about psychedelics. I talk about emotional. I talk a lot about minerals, different biohacks, supplements, all the things that we kind of chatted about today. I have my wife on there and we talk about relationship stuff a little bit sometimes, just, you know, all the all the things that make us human, you know, so I kind of go through all of that. And uh, on Instagram is where I'm most active. It's at Integrative Matt on there, just like it's, you know, just like it's pretty simple, Integrative Matt. And yeah, if you want to, you know, hook up, I coach people a little bit now, just kind of mindset, different things, you know, uh, just diet, you know, dietary, all the things that I've accumulated over the years, but I'm really super excited to next year be able to offer the actual mineral protocol myself. I have some amazing um, mentors that have been teaching me along the way. So I'm in good hands. So hopefully next year I'll even be able to offer a lot of this um, HTMA mineral protocol stuff that we're, we're chatting about.
Oh, dude, I love that, man. Yeah, we were talking before we hit record too on how I'm really motivated to learn this stuff too, just because I find it so valuable working in the plant medicine space to make sure that we're on the right side of history, right? And then we're not just dosing people and, well, figure it out. Good luck with your shitty lifestyle, right? Like actually starting to like Mm -hmm. really understand like what are the other components behind connecting with a plant medicine that can help the plant medicine work more efficiently and effectively and allow you to be able to have the bandwidth to actually integrate that experience thereafter so your entire life benefits. So I love that, man. And I got one last question for you, Matt. And that question is this, right? So let's say someone is really excited after listening to this episode to dive into the realm of psychedelics in their own life. What is the one piece of advice that you would suggest to them to allow them to use the proper discernment in choosing whether or not these medicines are right for them at this point in their lives? So what I did before I tried anything coming from a person who was just like, super, you know, didn't care about psychedelics, didn't know anything about them, was just more so using street drugs. And, you know, I only did MDMA just because I was already on other drugs and just wanted to party. What I did is I listened to a lot of podcasts and read books. There's, especially now, this was in 2017. Now there's just like flooded. There's podcasts like yours, mine, I mean, whatever. But what I think helps a lot of people who may be coming from like a background of like really like skeptical to a lot of this. I think Tim Ferriss is the most helpful because Mm. he's just like a big business guy. He's not really spiritual at all. Like if you listen to some of these shamans and different things, you can get really put off. Right. So I don't get put off by, by that because I kind of like, I'm like one foot in each realm type of person. And I think you're kind of the same, but some people really are not in, they don't, they've never done it experience. They're kind of just coming from like typical office job or whatever, or mother or whatever they are. So Tim Ferriss to me is kind of like that bridge because he's talking to CEOs and different things, but then he's like really just like analytical and how he breaks things down. And then what I would say is like, get a lot of information, see if it really resonates with you. Make sure you know, like set and setting, if you're going to do a bigger dose, microdose, not really needed as much, but I gathered a lot of information. I was reading tools of Titans. There were psychedelic parts of in that that's Tim Ferriss's older book. Um, so it really just, you know, maps has a good podcast. There's just a lot of information now that you can listen to for maybe a month or two before you even think about grabbing anything from anyone. And then I would say probably start with a microdose because then you can kind of get a feel of how like how things are going to shift a little bit and then maybe go a little bit over a microdose one day. I wouldn't say like just go earth shattering balls to the wall right out of the gate. I would say get a lot of information, see if it resonates with you, play with microdosing for a little while. So you're kind of in the realm a little bit and you get your hand, you, you know, you're getting a little feel for it. And then if you want to seek out uh, a bigger dose, make sure you're with somebody where the set and setting's good, where you feel safe. And, you know, you can find these, you know, a lot of times out of the country, but you might have someone local to you, depending on where you kind of like, you know, reside. But I kind of say ease into it. Information first, microdose second, big dose after. Dude, I love that, man. Like I always say, you can always take more, but it's hard to subtract once you've already gone there. You know, guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you to everyone that's tuned in. We hope you love this show. Definitely check Matt's links out in the show notes. He's absolutely amazing what he does. And as you can tell, he's a wealth of information. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a five-star review. Helps us get the podcast out to more people. Until next time, everybody, may the force be with you. Sending all you my love and we'll talk soon. Peace. If you enjoy this show, would you please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review it for me? Also, if you'd like to know more information about Combo, 
personalized one-on-one coaching with me, or for upcoming retreat information, which I host with my wife, please visit my website in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. My handle over there is at Integrative Matt. Until next time, my friends. Thank you.